Hello and welcome back to After This Little Sports Podcast. I'm Dylan and I'm joined by Jack. We're here again with some more college football. We're also going to be doing uh, some college basketball stuff later in the week that will be posted as well. So we're going to continue those uh, conference by conference preseason college basketball preview rankings. But let's just start off because we had a like an absolute crazy week of football yet again. I feel like I start. Yeah, we, we say the same thing every week. I start every week, but like there's stuff that I haven't even seen before. And we're going to get into that in a second, but there's a couple of crazy storylines from this week. Not as many big upsets, but we had like a couple big, really big ones, including the Iowa number two team losing. And you know what? If you've been listening to the podcast, you've, you've kind of seen this coming a little bit. Uh, I kind of called the upset maybe a few weeks early, but this Iowa team had problems and we, we knew those problems could happen and Purdue's like looked like a solid team. And you want to go into that real quick? Number two, Iowa losing to Purdue. I mean, it's clear Iowa was never as talented as Bama. Like, it was clear they were probably going to choke before the college football. No, I was not talented. Like, they're probably the third or fourth most talented team in the Big Ten. That's fair, to be honest. I mean, their 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 real success this year has come by forcing turnovers. In this game, they only forced one turnover. It was a fumble. They had no interceptions. Spencer Petras has been doing like solid this year, but not. Like really, really, he's not like anywhere near like the Heisman. Dude, conversation. he's been doing bad, bro. He's this been game, doing he, bad. He threw four he picks. Hasn't been doing I mean, well. obviously that was really bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, scoring seven points against Purdue, who like has a good defense, but not like an electric defense or anything. Like, they're, it's not like they just played Georgia. I mean, that was tough. Like, it's just I mean, like the season's so crazy. Like, they're just trying to find people to rank it. Exactly, game. and I I agree with that. Iowa was never in that top tier. Like they. It's honestly kind of good that they got this loss out of the way because well yeah like I think it was they gonna deserve, happen. They like going into this week. I think they 100 deserve this ranking they had. But like, were they the number two? Like, no, they were not. And we at, at the same time could give some credit to Purdue because this Purdue team has two losses, um, and they are, they're actually looking like a really com- solid competitor in the Big Ten West. And coming into the season, I actually like this Purdue team as well. I mean. They have playmakers. David Bell is going to be an NFL draft pick, a wide receiver. And I'm just going to go do this right now, but he's my player of the week. Um, he had 200 yards receiving, a touchdown, and I think like 11 receptions. He was absolutely – whenever they needed a third down, whenever they needed a big play, David Bell would deliver. And against those Iowa cornerbacks, who was probably – Iowa probably is maybe the best defensive backs in the Big Ten. It was just really an incredible performance. But – their defense is solid. They have George Karloftis, who's a defensive end pass rusher, who's also going to probably be a first-round pick. Purdue's not bad, and they've had running back injuries the entire year to the point where they were sending out their third-string quarterback to do all the runs. So they they would be going from their, their actual quarterback, who we honestly don't know, but I assume McConnell is going to be quarterback because he basically won that game. But they were subbing in different quarterbacks each drive. In, ter- in trying to run the ball because their top yeah. two running backs are injured. J- just really creative stuff by, by Coach Brown there. And I don't know, like P- Purdue could make some noise in, in a weaker Big Ten West. Yeah, it's, it's possible. I guess I'll, I'll give my player of the week now, too. Uh, in just a really good Florida versus LSU game, uh, I mean, went down to the wire. And they almost like combined for like 90 points or something. Uh, Ty- Tyreon Davis Price, LSU running back, as one of the craziest stat lines I've seen in a long time. 36 carries for 287 yards and three touchdowns. 287 yards 
That's unbelievable. I mean, he just ran all over this Florida offense, I mean, defense, uh, and it ended up helping them get the W, 49 to 42. And that kind of takes takes me to the, the, the next big, big storyline of the week. Uh, LSU did win the game, but then we hear on Monday that they will be moving on from coach Ed Ogeron. And we've kind of seen this for a while coming off a pretty lackluster 2020, but this dude won the NCAA championship. He won the national yeah, championship just two years ago I mean, with probably the greatest team with probably the greatest team in college, maybe the greatest team in college football history. Top five. And you, you don't agree with that? You would have kept No, them? I do. I, I think they're top five. For sure. I don't know about greatest team. I mean, okay. there's last year, Bama, 2001 Miami, that USC team. But I, I agree. They were obviously like – I mean, there was I some shot. off the field. I wasn't. There were some off the, off the field problems. I mean, right. ever since Burrow and offensive coordinator Joe Brady, who was the old mastermind behind the offense there, um, they lost their assistant coaches and – Ed O was never a guy who was an X's and O dude. Like he didn't know the game at a high, high enough level to save his job, but he was a great motivator and a great recruiter. Unfortunately, when you don't make the right uh, assistant coordinator hires and you only win four games at LSU last year, I know it's a COVID year, but, and then this year, again, they're losing a lot of games. I mean, that's not going to cut it at a school like LSU. So um, that takes me to kind of another point. I kind of want to get your opinion on this, but, uh, in terms of the job openings and the coaching carousel for next year in the offseason, we have two really, really big blue blood football openings in, in USC and LSU. And you've been hearing some of the names thrown around. I've been hearing Lane Kiffin a little bit. I've been hearing James Franklin for almost every one of these jobs. Um, first of all, who do you think will take each job? And what do you think is the better job? Because I think this is another like, controversial question i mean you're a pac-12 guy so i think i know your answer but um both of those are top tier probably top five jobs in the country and so yeah i mean big stuff's gonna happen um, this offseason for sure uh and the funny thing is ed o has actually held both of those jobs well he was uh, an interim he was an interim head coach yeah. i don't know if that i don't know if i would call lsu a top five job i think usc is really a top five job. I, I mean I lsu they won national listen to this They've had three coaches in a row win national championships. I, I know. They, I get they it. Less miles. They have I think the it's best hard to beat USC's like storied football history. They're in Southern California. I mean, they're supposed to be the team in the Pac-12. We've, so we talked about this maybe four weeks ago, but that, 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 that storyline is clearly no longer the case. Uh, I, I don't know who's going to take these. I mean, you mentioned some good names. Lane Kiffin, he's a great coach. I don't know if he'll leave all this. I still think Matt Campbell might take one of these two jobs. We're not sold on that. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like that would kind of be – I feel like these schools would be looking for a, a bigger name. Out I of heard some talk about MSU's head coach. I heard, yeah, Mel Tucker for LSU. And Mel Tucker actually coached under Nick Saban at LSU yeah. for a little bit. So there are some connections there. Um, again, I don't think that's the right hire for them personally. I feel like LSU needs a guy like – again – I think James Franklin's better fit for the USC job, but his name's been in, in about every big coaching opening for a couple of years now. And all that does is get him a, a pay raise for Penn state, but that is it should true. be super interesting. I mean, urban Meyer, we, there's some wild cards. Yeah, I, was play say that, urban Meyer. I mean, hell the Jaguars are one in five. Like, what are the odds? To keep that job I think urban I think Meyer he's would gonna fit in. We'll I think you'd fit in with the LSU job big time. 
Awesome. LSU, they'll, they'll let you, the athletic department there will let you do whatever you want. <laughs> We've seen that time and time again. They'll let you do whatever you want. Um, USC is a little bit harder because you have a little bit more at play, but both are in recruiting hotbeds, right? So recruiting, you're going to sign top five classes no matter what at either place. Um, the Pac-12, though, has a better chance of going to the playoff just because it's a little bit easier. And LSU, you'll have to go through Bama, Georgia, those guys. But yeah, again, that's true. At, but there are often like two SEC teams. Or, like there hasn't yeah. been a Pac-12 team in the playoff like since Oregon. They had the Oregon, oh, Washington, what, actually years? Washington. They had Washington in 2015, I believe. Okay, I mean, yeah, like Pac-12's got to figure it out. I don't know. We'll talk Pac-12 about has to figure it out. Let's move on to the last big topic um, from the weekend. This was a late night game, Ole Miss, Tennessee. Ole Miss ended up coming out with the win, but that's not the biggest storyline. The biggest storyline is that – sorry, I don't even know how I approach this, but during the end of the game, fourth quarter, Ole Miss has the ball trying to run the clock out, or actually Tennessee has the ball trying to score to tie the game up. There's a call that doesn't go Tennessee's way. They call them short of uh, the first down, turnover on downs. All of a sudden, you see the Tennessee faithful throwing stuff onto the field during the game, okay? And I'm not talking about, like, garbage. I'm, I'm talking about, like, mustard containers okay i'm talking about golf balls including one that hit lane kiffin i'm talking about everything's throwing out the referees had to stop the game for 20 minutes they had to move Ole miss's uh bench and players off of the sidelines so they wouldn't be hit from throwing stuff they had to get rid of the cheerleaders they had to move them inside to get not get hit absolute craziness Ole miss comes out with the win i've never seen anything like it tennessee ended up getting a a pretty large fine from the sec Ugh. Just bad, are, just bad. And, you know, I that's mean, the most Tennessee thing I've seen, so. It's true. Honestly, like, this might be a take, but, like, I kind of feel like it's sort of surprising, like, 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 sorry, stuff like this doesn't happen more often. Like, you know, like, I mean, there are, well, like, you know, how many thousand, like, extremely drunk, like, fans who are pissed off about this stuff? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel but, like, like, you can be pissed like, off and not, like, throw stuff to – no, I mean, I'm well, not. A they they stopped their own right? game. They stopped their own game. And you know what? It, it was, sucks because it was unbelievable. This, this was a sold out crowd. Tennessee was supposed to. I mean, there's a lot of excitement coming in. They had a winning record. They have Lane Kiffin, who used to coach at Tennessee, who they hate. Okay, they have Lane Kiffin back in. <laughs> it was a crazy environment. That, that's what college football was, you know? And then the yeah. fourth quarter turns around. You, you hear that stuff happening. And. It just ruins the game, honestly. It's just embarrassing. It, it's a disgrace. And I mean, Tennessee has Alabama this week, and that they'll, they'll get what they deserve. I'll leave they it. They got to get Nick Saban like a bubble. Or something. Oh yeah, they're gonna get destroyed. All right, let's um, move on to. Um, actually, we're not gonna be doing power rankings this week because yeah, um, it's a weird week. Plus, we have all these upsets. Like, I'd rather do a little bit of uh, are they legit or not, where we go through a couple of teams yeah, and I figured, give our perspectives so there, on this. Yeah, there are like. All these teams, like, from, like, 6 to, like, 20, like, switch every week. And we figured, like, it's just so, like, our power rankings are always just, like, wrong. So, like, why not, you know, switch it up, see what we think of some of these teams, like, if we think they're going to keep climbing, if they're going to get upset. Uh, so, who should we start off with? Uh, can uh, we start with Penn State? Okay. Uh, what do you think? So, I, I like Penn State. I've said – even before the loss to Iowa, that they're the most complete team in the Big Ten. I don't agree with that statement anymore. Ohio State's the most complete team in the Big Ten. But Penn State's still really, really good. And um, I, I think that ever since that loss to Iowa, they've 
they've been a little bit under the radar and they have a bunch of big games coming up, including uh, on Halloween night, they play Ohio state. So that should be a real test, but um, I would say Penn state's legit. I mean, they have a, they have an uphill battle. I mean, they have to beat Ohio state to stay in the uh, college ball playoff conversation, but I, I wouldn't say that they're, they're overrated by any chance. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. So there, there's currently five big 10 teams at the top of the line, which is a lot. Uh, I mean, like, does Penn State deserve to be there? I think so. Are they better than the other, you know, teams? Like, that's really the question. Yes. I'm not, like, I don't know. You, you think, so I, I, I think they'll lose to Ohio State. Uh, I, I think, I think Penn State, I think Penn State is better than Michigan State. Okay. I, I would probably agree with you there. Uh, I think Penn I mean, State's arguably Iowa, better. So. I think they're arguably better than Michigan. Yeah, so does that what make Penn State the third best team in the Big Ten? I think I'm going to say The good news is they, they play each other. Like, everyone yeah. plays each other in the Big Ten East. It's like, we're going to find out who's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is true. I mean, Penn, if I was Penn State, I saw in my, you know, next six games, I've got Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. I would be very scared. But yeah, well, hopefully Sean Clifford should be back by the Ohio State, I'm hearing. So, that's definitely good so. news for, for the yeah. Nittany Lions. I mean, like, they're going to beat Illinois without Sean Clifford. But, like, without without him, like, they don't have a chance. They don't have a prayer. Okay, so we kind of covered uh, the Big Ten East teams a little bit there. So, I kind of knocks out the, the Michigan State and Michigan uh, yeah, legitness fair. scale. Let's move on to uh, Oklahoma State, which – they're just an interesting squad because, I mean, the, the Big 12 is just such a – I wouldn't say it's a gauntlet because there's a bunch of bad teams. But at the top, I feel like Oklahoma's kind of set themselves apart there a little bit. There are a lot but, of, like, very mediocre, like, to maybe above average teams. In the Big 12, exactly. Like, I, like, it's just so hard to know whether these, like, wins against, like, Kansas State, Baylor, and Texas three weeks in a row, like, really allowed them to Like, I don't know. I mean, like I, I think Oklahoma State's good. I think they're a very good team. Um, with that being said, I don't think that they're going to finish undefeated. I don't think they're going to win the Big 12. And honestly, we're going to go into this later, but I think they're going to lose this week to Iowa State. <laughs> oh, I mean, besides – I mean, I guess that answers my question, but hypothetically, like, they don't have that hard of a schedule until they get to Oklahoma. Like, this team, like – But but that's they, what it looks like. That's what like, it looks they like. Beat, they just, these three teams they just played – are much, much harder than the rest of their Jack, Jack, listen to this real quick. Coming up, they have Iowa State on the road. They have West Virginia on the road. And they have Texas Tech on the road. And those yeah. teams are teams that aren't ranked. They have, they have worse records. But those are losable games for Oklahoma State. Like, that's those are tough games. Like, Iowa State on the road. Iowa State's favored by seven points this week. Seven yeah, I points. Think, I think there's a, a, a mid to high chance. I mean, even TCU is not bad. But they go into that game against Oklahoma with two losses. And then at, at, they're going to play Oklahoma at, at, yeah, at the last game of the year. And um, I mean, Oklahoma is very good. <laughs> if Oklahoma State, they could go into that game 11 or no. It could definitely happen. I don't, I don't think I don't think that's I mean, like, I'll, I'll give that so I'll give that either. a 20% chance. I'll give that a 20% chance to go into fair, Oklahoma with uh, well, undefeated, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. This, I mean, hype is, I, like we're just. The college football playoff is like – I mean, do we think either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State will be a college football playoff team? I think Oklahoma will be, yeah. I think Oklahoma will be too, but yeah. Let's I mean, move on. Let's go to the ACC and another team that plays in a big game this week, Wake Forest, undefeated. I mean, what, what can I say? I, I mean, the ACC is the ACC. We know it. 
Dabo, Sweeney, and Clemson are looking very beatable. We saw them uh, last Thursday against Syracuse, and, and Syracuse botched a, a field goal to had the opportunity to tie the game up. So ACC is wide open. Um, I like a couple of teams. I like Pitt. Uh, I like NC State. I like Wake Forest. I think I think Wake Forest is a little bit fraudulent just because I think they're a solid team, but I, I do I do like Pitt and NC State a little bit better than Wake Forest at this point. I think I'm with you too. I mean, do you really think like on the road, like at Army, is that big of a game? Like, yes, I think that's a huge game. I think Wake Forest could, <laughs> at this point in the at this point in the season, any undefeated team that's playing a game that they could lose, I'm going to put it as a big game. Here's my here's my take on this. I don't I don't really have a lot of faith in Wake Forest either. I think they beat Army. I think they beat two. I think they lose the UNC. I don't know. UNC has had their struggles, and I think they're a much much more talented team than Wake Forest. Listen, I'll give I'll give you a hotter take. I'll give you a hotter take. I think their next couple of games are they play at Army, they have Duke at North Carolina, they play NC State at home, at Clemson, and then they play uh, at Boston College. I think they lose three to four out of those games. Wow, that's that's my hot take. I think they lose to Clemson on the road. I think they lose to NC State at home, and I think they lose one out of at North Carolina or at Army this week. That's just. I believe that. that could be a college is not terrible either. I don't know. They could definitely. Yeah, I. I, I could I, I'm buy that. At, at the same point, actually, when we're doing the are they legit? Can we go to Pitt real quick because they've been all over the place this year. They lost to Western Michigan. Then they've also looked like they've they've had a, a Heisman contender and Kenny Pickett. I I really want to hear your because as of now, I think Pitt is my pick for the ACC championship. Wow. But I, I want to hear what you think about that. Yeah. I mean, winning on the road at Virginia Tech, we talked about how hard that was. They made very good, quick work of them. I mean, 28 to 7. They I put mean, up they, points. They, they put Tennessee up big on the road. Points. We've seen Tennessee really sort of turn things around, too. I, I, I just they feel have, like. They have Clemson this week at home. Yeah. Interesting. That's going to, I feel like that's the test for me. If yeah. Looks, I, I think right now I would take NC State uh, over Pitt, but. I mean, I could definitely, I could definitely see Pitt with the ACC. Okay, I like that. I mean, I like we got to remember timeout before we move on. Clemson was ranked third in the preseason. That's again nuts. another, third. another, another, well, like another point for our argument that preseason rankings shouldn't exist. I, I feel like at least I've been arguing for that for the longest time now. It again, come on. I mean, and, and another thing, listen to this, Jack. Listen to this. We've seen Clemson play a lot of games. Remember. Georgia, the number one overall team, the world beaters, only beat Clemson by a touchdown, 14 to 7. That's so true. I, like, totally forgot. Like, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Wasn't the game, like, 10 to 3? It was 14 to 7, and and Clemson didn't score an offensive touchdown. Wow. Just just putting that out there. I'm just putting that out there. I mean, we've seen Clemson's offense struggle, but they're even pretty good. Struggle? I, I feel like I feel like they we can't even call them having an offense. Remember they went they went the first three weeks of football without having a passing touchdown, a passing touchdown That's with Dabo good. Sweeney. Okay, he's got to figure jo- it out. I mean, I think he's a great coach. He's got to figure it out. I mean, that, that team's just there's something off of that team. I don't want to spend too much time on them because we talk yeah, about them almost do, every year. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they get they got yeah. cursed. Like, I, I want to do real quick one more. Are they legit? And that's Texas A and M. Again, one of the more enamored teams. They're, I have no read on them. 
I, I think that, I mean, they played like, they, they played like a top tier team, elite football team that they should have been against Alabama. And then they lost to Mississippi state. I don't know. I, I, what do you think? What's yeah, your I was going to say the same thing. Like I have absolutely no idea. Like th- this is like a statistical anomaly. Like, you know, preseason, they were like, what, like, like five. I mean, they seemed like they yeah. had a lot of talent. Quarterback got hurt. They played against Colorado and barely won. I mean, 10 to seven. That was ridiculous. Lost to Arkansas, Mississippi state. Everyone's like, okay, this team is like, you know, like a totally different team than we thought. And then they beat Bama. And they, and they just manhandled Missouri. Uh, again, I have no though, idea. I, I feel like they of, are they are a great representation of this year in college football with all the upsets and the craziness. Like, they really are. It, it just is. Like, we can't get a read on this season in general, which, think, is, which is why college football is so great. I think A&M will end with four losses. I think they will beat South Carolina. I, I agree. think they will lose to Auburn. I agree. I think they will lose to Mississippi, or Ole Miss, rather. Uh, uh, I'm 100% there with you. Whoever these other idiots are. Let's move on to our predictions for the upcoming week, our favorite part of the program, because we come back and, and, and see how wrong we were. But Every single time. Let's go to the game that, that's actually, actually happening. Actually, I will say, sorry, right before yeah. we did this, I actually did really well last week. I, I like nice. – like, I, I was I, – I had some good stuff. I don't know, but I just wanted to say that. Good work. Let's go on to the game that's happening actually the night we're recording this, uh, which is Wednesday night. Coastal Carolina taking App State on a random Wednesday night. Yeah, it's very odd. App State is sold out, okay? And I think I read a statistic that said this is the first time that stadium's been sold, sold out in, like, like maybe ever. Honestly, like, I don't think they sell out on a Wednesday it's night. It's like the last okay? World War or something like that, yeah. And you know what? I've been high on Coastal Carolina the entire year. I mean, they've gone undefeated. Like, there's nothing I could nothing I could take from it. But I'm going to call the upset tonight. I think yeah. App State wins. I think App State wins, and it starts the week of college football off on a, on a nice note. I like Coastal. I mean, I don't know. Four, like, four and a half is the spread. Like, I do think, you know, at home, like, the atmosphere, App State could definitely win. Like, they've had some some good performances against East Carolina. But, like, I don't know. They, they kind of just got destroyed by, like, Louisiana, who lost to, like, Texas. And they lost to Miami, who's, like, very bad. Uh, I like Coastal at this one, but I, I could definitely see the other way as well. All right, let's move on to Oklahoma State and Iowa State. I've already talked about this. I like Iowa State to win. Um, it's really a close game, but I think Iowa State's like – I hate to say this because one team is ranked in the top ten and one team's not ranked, but I think Iowa State is the better football team. Like, I don't know. Is that a hot take? I mean, like, not really. They just beat Kansas State on the road. Like, their only losses are to Iowa, who was ranked second before this week. And, like, that game felt pretty close. And Baylor, who's, like, been very good. And it was, like, wasn't it might have been, like, a last-second field goal or something. So, yeah. I, I don't think that's that crazy of a take. I I mean, they're they're favored by seven points. That's crazy. That they're like unranked, favored against the eighth team in the country. Like, you yeah. know how bonkers that is? Like, in a different year, we would think that's, like, absolutely nuts. But I'm going to take the- Oklahoma State. Actually, okay, fair enough, so. fair enough. Let's move on to uh, game day, out west, yeah. Oregon against UCLA. I'll start off because I want you to have the last word on this. Um, this one is tough for me, but I'm going to go with UCLA, actually. And there's a couple of reasons why, okay? First of all, I, I think that Zach Charbonnet has been good all year. I mean, you've watched all his games, but he's been solid all year, and I think that Oregon's going to really have a hard time controlling both Charbonnet 
and quarterback DTR with their legs. I think that's going to be a big part of the game plan. Um, we saw Oregon's been struggling a little bit with running quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. Like, Oregon's had a ton of injuries. Running back C.J. Verdell, who has been outstanding, is out for the year. Um, this just seems like a game where UCLA is just going to come through and it's going to be one of those crazy Pac-12 matchups that goes in, like, double overtime. And UCLA is going to end up winning. Yeah, so we got game day, starts at 6 in the morning. Uh, you know, you got to yeah, start ma- lighting up at 4 a.m. Make sure to look for Jack on TV, too. I so. might, I may go and bring a sign. We'll see. Uh, it's parents' weekend. My parents will be here. We're all going to the game with our frat and everything. It should be really fun. Actual results of the game. So a couple things I want to mention before I make my choice. I'm pretty sure that Oregon's offensive coordinator has not been at the last two games. He had surgery. Joe Moorhead. Yeah. Yes. I believe he is back this week. The other thing is that you mentioned Verdell is out, which is true. Oregon backup running back Travis Dye has actually been pretty good in the last couple of games. Yes. Uh, he's averaging like eight yards an attempt. He's got like 300 yards on like 40 attempts, which is like pretty good. Uh, he's got like four touchdowns in the last couple games. Both these teams have really been struggling. I mean, UCLA and Oregon both played some just it's the Pac-12. Teams. It's the Pac-12. Fun. It's it's the hardest conference to actually like sit down and watch a game, <laughs> but it's the best because anything happens in those games. It's, it's for sickos. I mean, Oregon only beat both Cal and Stanford by a touchdown. We beat Stanford by like ten points and like Washington by a touchdown. Like it really pains me to say this. I think I'm going to go with Oregon. I think their defense wow. is just too good. Our offense just really has their fair share of struggles. Our secondary, like, is just nowhere to be found. I think Anthony Brown probably tears us up. Again, it's going to be a crazy game probably, and I'm probably still going to bet on UCLA and, you know, <laughs> have a great time. Uh, but, yeah, I think we probably get taken down in this one. Uh, let's go to an interesting Big Ten West matchup. Wisconsin at Purdue. Um, Purdue, of course, coming off that huge win. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I still think that Wisconsin's defense is one of the top units in the country. It's just can that yeah. offense get it going? Um, I think Purdue wins, but I almost don't. Like, I, I almost think that neither team's going to do enough to win the game, but somehow there's going to be something. I, I honestly can't make a decision here. But yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say finally, I'm actually going to go with Wisconsin. Again, <laughs> I, I, I think – I think their defense is too good. I think they're going to get the running game going again. We saw them kind of recoup a little bit against Army. Um, I think Wisconsin's going to win that game. But I, I'm going to take Purdue. I so I think Purdue's defense just held Iowa to seven points. Wisconsin, we've seen their fair share of like them scoring like seven to ten to fourteen points. Against, that defense like, is so good. Look like at the that. analytics. The Wisconsin Their defense, defense is, is still top in the country. I mean, the over-under in this game is 40. And, like, I still think the under is like, almost for sure. Uh, I, I, want the, I want the over-under to be, like, 25 or something crazy. That's like that. unbelievable. I don't think – I do not think Wisconsin will get square more than 17 points, for sure. But they don't need certain. to. They, do, they don't need to, Jack. They could, they could win the game 14-3 to three and call it a day. It's honestly very possible. I don't know. I think Iowa defense is like pretty similar, if not better, than Wisconsin. Purdue just put up 24. David Bell kind of tore him up. I think this game ends 21 to 13 Purdue. I don't know. So I just want to make a note that we've taken our opposite picks on almost every game now. So really, 
this, this is a good benchmark yeah. to see where we're yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> Who's better? Uh, let's go to the SEC here. LSU and Ole Miss. I, I think Ole Miss is going to win, except Matt Corral is – I don't think he's going to be playing. I think he's questionable for the game after oh, he had really? an injury last weekend. And, of course, you mentioned the, ten, the, the, the Tennessee fan antics, but Matt Corral looked like a Heisman contender there. I think he ran for, like, 200 yards as a quarterback. Like, craziness. He ran 30 times, which is nuts. But you know what happens when you, you know what happens when you run your uh, Heisman quarterback thirty times. I mean, he gets injured. So that's what happened. Um, I, I, Ole Miss's backup is serviceable at best. I don't know, man. What's the line on wow. this game? Because thirty, it, it's minus nine. Ole Miss minus nine. Uh, I still think Ole Miss wins, but I mean, my, wow, running for one hundred ninety-five yards. That's crazy. He's uh, crazy, dude. He's nuts. Oh, yeah. I mean, if good. Matt Corral plays in this game, I think Ole Miss 100% wins. I don't think he will, though. I, I, I don't think he plays. If he doesn't, I mean, we definitely have a matchup. I, the only other thing I'll mention is this whole Edo thing. Like, does that mean, like, LSU, like, you know, like, bold? Check out. And dude, quit the season? Do you they've think been, they Jack, play harder to prove Jack, it wrong? Like, Jack, they've quit yeah. the season already. Yeah. They've quit. Have you seen all – they have, I think – all four, three of their defensive backs, starting cornerbacks, are, are sitting out with, with injuries, I guess. And I'm doing air quotes. So you can't see this. But yeah. they have they have injuries that might be playable, but they've decided to check out. Check. They've checked out since last year. I mean, like, and that's one of the reasons why Ed is gone. He doesn't want to get hurt. Like, I agree. I think almost. They've checked out. Uh, let's move on to a couple more. My favorite team besides Michigan, UTSA Roadrunners, are finally ranked. Just, just brilliant stuff, okay? They're undefeated. Like, who's not going to root for UTSA in this game against Louisiana Tech? I mean, I got to say UTSA wins the game. The Roadrunners are running. Or, wait, is that the, the Roadrunners are running? It, that's, that can't be a phrase, right? Like, I don't think that's a phrase. Like, I think it could be a phrase. I mean, they, they're the Roadrunners. What else? Like, what, what could their I'm phrase gonna be? I'm going to think, like, UTSA too. Like, we love them. We love them death. But, like, I will say, like, Louisiana Tech, like, I think we bet on them to like keep it close against like NC State a couple weeks ago, and like they they like a spread was like twenty five, and it was like the game ended up being like a touchdown. Like this is not a bad team. Like I think they're pretty good defensively. They've got some good offensive pieces. Uh, I like I think I don't think they're, I mean they're two and four. Like UTSA seven and four. Like I'm gonna take UTSA. I don't exactly know why the spread's only six and a half. Like I guess yeah, Vegas, Vegas knows something. They're at we home. Don't. Vegas knows like, something we don't. Vegas is not a Roadrunners fan. But you know, know what I know? What I know is that I see a zero in the loss column for the that UTSA Roadrunners with a win over a Power Five opponent. Do you know what that Power Five opponent is? Uh, <laughs> Illinois. It is Illinois. So. Take what you want from that, but on the road. If I, if I see if I see a team beat Illinois on the road, they're legit, man. They're tough. <laughs> that's, that's a tough. Well, team. it's not getting crazy, but <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I mean, I that, think that sarcasm. I, I kind of think Memphis is better than Illinois. Okay, can we move on from USA a little bit? We have a couple more games. Let's go to Clemson Pitt. Um, I I think Pitt's gonna win this game. Kenny Pickett has shown up big time the last couple of weeks. And I wish we had Goss on, on the podcast for this one because he is a Pitt fan. It's like a secondary school, but Kenny Pickett's legit, dude. I I've, I saw a mock draft recently that showed him going number one overall in the NFL wow. draft. Craziness, absolute craziness, but he's good. He's really good. 
and, and that pit team is, is good too. And this is a great test. I mean, is Clemson going to fold or have they thrown in the towel? Have they given up on this season? Like that stuff we're going to see in this game. Yeah. I mean, if you told me in the preseason that week seven, Clemson versus Pitt, the one who was ranked was Pitt and not Clemson, that would, that would be unbelievable. But I think I'm going to go with Clemson in this one. Oh, I don't know. I really don't. Tough one. I, I go with Pitt. Come it's on, dude. For the culture. You know what? Fine. I'll go with Pitt too. Kenny Pickens is great. I, I, mean, I they, really, I really want Pitt college football playoff. Okay, that's kind of my goal here. Uh, let's not get crazy, but like, <laughs> yeah, they're at home. Like Clemson, obviously, like you know, world's more talented than this team, but you know, like defensively wise, whatever. But I don't know. They seem they've got five wins and Clemson's got four. So here we are. Oh, yeah. Let's go on to our last highlighted matchup. Rivalry game, Notre Dame at USC. Both these teams are kind of shells of their former selves. I, I feel like yeah. both of them have given up on the season a little bit. Um, I think Notre Dame's just the more talented team by a really solid margin. Um, I think they go in there and, and, and make sure that USC um, – wants to or maybe they won't do this but i want usc to to want to feel like they have to get rid of the program they're going to beat them that bad does that make sense is, they're going to be them to the point where, where they're going to want to get rid of their dante williams who's the associate interim head coach he's going to be fired Lowe's coming off the still, still out or is or jackson dart or who's out for quarterback i think dart and slovis are both out i they, they've oh, been really? sticking with this guy that they've been playing for the last couple of weeks um, USC okay. lost to Utah. Yeah, like I'll, I'm definitely gonna take Notre Dame as well. I mean, like this is a clearly like current like a poverty program, but also like does anyone really like really care about this? Like I don't know preseason like I both care about it. were ranked like top fifteen. Like now it's like I don't know. They're both like absolute frauds. Like USC has lost. I care about it. I care about it. And and you, the USC football programs in shambles. They need they need to hire James right. Franklin in order to save them. Yeah, I'll take Notre Dame and hope that USC doesn't right. get a new coach anytime soon. I think that's gonna wrap it up for today. Uh, I wish everyone the best of football luck. Uh, Michigan players this week, and so does UCLA in two big matchups. So yeah, it should be great. Yeah. Keep a lookout for for Jack on the uh, college game day <laughs> <laughs> program. Yeah. I think I think right now my sign, if I go, if I can drag out of bed, is gonna either say it's duck hunting season or crew hoops. That, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Again, also uh, be on the lookout for um, our college basketball conference previews. We're gonna be getting a lot of those done. Um, I think our basketball podcasts are honestly like. Like a lot better than me. Like I don't know. Like I'm not saying. Hey, like hey, are... come on, come no, on. No, but are we? We're we're very good at, at basketball. No, the I basketball. I will say. I want to try to be modest here on, on the after whistle podcast, but our basketball analysis, man. Like if you're a basketball fan and you know basketball fans who who want to want to get a preseason intro, um, you gotta like send send them their send yeah, them our tell way. Tell your friends about this. I mean, for sure. Like our basketball friends. stuff, we do a lot of research for that kind of stuff. Like we're we on. Do. Like, we have homework Kepom. and stuff, and I'm sitting here, like, researching, like, Washington State's basketball. I'm watching, I'm watching film on, on some of these games <laughs> from last year, okay? So, please make sure to share this. Um, be on the lookout, download, listen to our college basketball stuff coming out. We'd really appreciate that. Again, best of luck. 
Go Blue. Thanks so much. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. All right, see you guys next week.